It's time for phenology, phenology from our students from across the state, and funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. Our first report comes from Andrew Pearson's class at Lake of the Woods School in Bedette, and our reporter is Abigail. This is Abigail with the phonology report for Badat for February 24th through March 3rd. On Monday, Mr. Bertram reported seeing sharp-tailed grouse starting to dance at the local leak. Students have noticed that red squirrels have been active at bird feeders and even finding their way into open garages. Finally, Henry mentioned that his sister was experiencing more allergy systems over the weekend with warming weather. Thank you, Abigail. Great report, as always. Yeah, Mr. Bertram has reported the sharp tailor out on the lek. He sent along a picture. Great, great, as you can imagine, if you look out your window, great big snowy field with 13 little black dots on it, which are the male... Male sharp-tailed grouse gathering for their dance on the lek. And a lek is a field? A lek is a chosen dance site, and oh, and okay. they're specific. Oh, okay. And not only do sharp-tail have leks, but uh, ants. Ants have leks. So, and and uh, uh, several other species of uh, organisms out there do the same thing. They have a set-aside dancing site, and that's where the males go to impress the females. So, interesting. Yeah. Our next report comes from Cohasset Elementary School, uh, Zach Erickson's fifth grade class. Hi, I'm Jonah from Mr. Erickson's fifth grade class. Today with Mr. Ladmer, we learned that orange lichen grows on the basswood tree, and basswood also has red buds. We also learned that dogwood has some red on the ends of its branches. At the end of our time, we had a lot of fun and learned a lot. Today we went on our Tuesday nature walk with Mr. Ladmer. We saw many things like orange lichen on basswood trees and red dogwood that gets redder all spring. We examined the willows for buds. Don't forget to go outside and adventure your way. Yeah, go outside and adventure your way. And thank you from from the students at Zach Erickson's class. We did have a, a nice walk, and we looked at a lot of lichens, but the basswood stood out because the lichens, you're looking at these gray trunks, and maybe you don't know one tree from another, but just the lichens on the basswood were bright orange, bright bright orange, more orange than any other color. And you looked at an oak which stood nearby and, um, you know, without a lot of experience, you might not know the difference between the two, but the oak was much greener in terms of its lichens. So uh, look for some orange. And if you see that orange on the trunk, go look at the buds. And if the buds are nice and red, it's probably a basswood. Our next report comes from Nico who is a student with Darcy Rolf and Lee Jackson at North Shore Community School in Duluth. Hello from the North Shore Community School on the North Shore of Lake Superior. This is the phonology report for the week of February 18th and 25th, 2023. My name is Nico, and I'm your phonologist for this week. On February 22nd, it was reported that the water level in Lake Superior was 8 inches above normal. On February 25th, we had 10 hours and 57 minutes of daylight. 
This is for sure giving us spring fever. Kale noticed that the ice under the bridge on our school nature trail was up to the bottom of the bridge on February 27th. Also on this day, we received four to five inches of snow. Chance has noticed that the roads continue to be icy from all the rain we got on February 27th. On Tuesday, February 28th, the temperature was in the 40s and it was sunny. Wednesday, March 1st, was meteorological spring. On this day, we got one foot of fluffy white snow. The drive home from school on this day was a challenge. On Thursday, March 7th, the National Weather Service had documented 99.5 inches of snow for Duluth since October. This is well above the average of 68.5 inches for March. The usual total snowfall for winter in our area is 86 inches. This is the fourth highest snowfall record in Duluth as of early March. Miss Markin's class latest data for measuring the snow drift in front of the kindergarten classroom is now six feet and three inches. This is a dramatic increase from the previous measurement of four feet, nine inches. Miss Jackson smelled a skunk at her house on the morning of February 18th. On February 27th, Zane noticed a dead tree that still had leaves on it. If you haven't yet, now is a great time to prune your apple trees. Cuts made in the warm weather could invite disease. Pruning is done to limit the number of apples a tree will produce, so the fruit will be of good size and open the tree so sunlight can penetrate the interior and ripen the fruit. This concludes our phonology report. Have a great week and be observant. Thank you, Nico. Great tip about your apple trees. Hadn't thought about that, but it is a good time to prune them and for all of the reasons that Nico suggested. Uh, first uh, day of spring, uh, that's meteorological spring, March 1st. March 2nd, 98 inches of snow had fallen in Duluth over the, la- over the winter. 86 is the average. This was the fourth highest on record. That's pretty astonishing. Uh, I think they're over 100 inches now. I think my uh, neighbor and I were having that discussion, and Duluth is over 100 inches of snow for the winter. Our next report comes from Colton and Logan, who are students with Rob Marone at his class at Pike Lake Elementary School. Good morning, my name is Logan. And my name is Colton, and this is our report for the week of February 26, 2023, from Pike Lake Elementary School. On Monday, I heard coyotes yipping throughout the night and into the morning. I am wondering why they needed to be yipping all night long. I witnessed a rainbow around the whole sun. I learned that it is a halo. My research told me that it is made up of millions of crystals which refract the light from the sun. Madison reports that even though there is lots of snow, there is still some grass showing up. She says it needs to be in certain places where the sun's rays are strong. Luke was happy to report that a snow-bent tree he had been observing was standing up again. On a walk at home, Zoe witnessed a pileated woodpecker pecking at a tree. She was wondering if it was getting any bugs out of it. Last week, we got lots of pictures of coyotes on our game camera in the school force. Cole was fascinated and was left with a feeling that he wasn't alone in the outside. Ren was noticing the cattails next to her house, and she was surprised to see them puff up at this time of year. Alexis wrote a haiku 
Snow is glistening. Trees are hugged by snow's blanket. Skies are blue, full of pride. Luke is amazed by how high the snowbanks are at the end of his driveway. He reports it is like walking through a tunnel. Dylan was making an observation and he concluded that balsam fir trees hold more snow than pine trees. He believes that it is because the pine needles are slim while the fir needles are thicker. Gavin reports walking in crunchy snow in the sunny areas of the soft snow in the shady places. He thinks it is has to do with the sun melting when then freezing in the sunny places, but not as much in the shady areas. Katie reports observing Venus and Jupiter in the night sky. Finally, Amiria's haiku speaks to us. Is spring coming yet? We'll have we'll seen snow is on a uh, no, so make the snow melt. This concludes our report from the outer reaches of the Proctor School District. Be aware. Things are happening out there. Indeed they are. Thanks, Colton and Logan. That was great. Yeah, sun halo, coyotes yipping. You know, they. Uh, this is the time of year when they're, uh, when well, they should be done breeding by now. But, uh, but coyotes, they're just a happy bunch. And when they all get together, they like to talk. And, uh, boy, that's kind of fun to listen into their conversations from time to time. And grass is showing. If you look at the right places, grass is showing. And we're going to talk about that coming up on our phenology show later this morning. And cattails, the cattails are definitely starting to throw seeds around. So start looking for those as well. Balsam holds more snow than pine. Yeah, it does. And uh, intercepts a lot more snow and it kind of settles on the balsam and hangs in there. And who hasn't appreciated Venus and Jupiter in this western sky every night? It's just been spectacular. Our next report comes from Lily and Tristan from Bertha Hewitt's trip to the Long Lake Conservation Center. I'm Lily and I'm Tristan from Bertha Hewitt. We visited Long Lake Conservation Center from February 27th to March 1st. Before the new snow, March lived up to its name from the Ojibwe, Anaana Bani Giesis, crust on the snow moon. During the warm days, the snow on the hills on the north side of the lake had entirely melted, exposing the grasses and plants in the snow. We saw lots of interesting tracks. We identified bobcat, raccoon, deer, rabbit, grouse, coyote, and of course, porcupine tracks. It was the first raccoon tracks of the season. A deer was spotted covered with snow on Wednesday morning, and JJ heard a owl outside of his window at night, probably a barred owl. The feeders were a busy place. Chickadees were abundant and seen chasing after each other. The typical assortment of woodpeckers, blue jays, and nuthatches were busy eating. A gray squirrel was getting its share of feed as well. The feeders were soon empty and our class filled them up. It was interesting that in less than three minutes, all the birds returned. Dill Prickles, the porcupine, was ever present and was spotted eating his favorite red oak, but moved to a Norway pine where we saw him sleeping at around 8 p.m. The pussy will catkins are starting to break open, a sure sign that spring is fast approaching. It's a great time to explore the world, and we want to remind everyone to unplug, get outside, and to, to live, live connected. connected. 
Indeed. Get outside and live connected. This is truly the time of year. That was Lily and Tristan there from Bertha Hewitt. And they were at the Long Lake Conservation Center. Tracks, lots of tracks out there. Owls heard, chickadees, blue jays, nuthatches, and dill prickles, the famous porcupine there at the camp. And, of course, the pussy willows that are beginning to open everywhere. We're going to continue our uh, student phenologies coming up just before the regular phenology show later this morning. You are listening to 91.7 KAXE Grand Rapids, 90.5 KBXE Bagley Babinji, 89.9 Brainerd KAXE.org. And on your smart speaker, telling the stories of northern Minnesota with music, conversation, and events. Well, listen, uh, we have uh, had a a plethora of uh, student reports this week, and we're going to catch up on some of those uh, that we haven't covered yet. And uh, just to let you know that funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Fund. And to remind you that if, uh, if you'd like to, if you're a teacher or a homeschooler, or if you just are involved with a group of children that you would like to encourage to become more aware of the world they live in, if you'd like to teach them about phenology, we are offering uh, two classes this week, one in Bemidji and one in Crookston, and both are available to anyone who would like to become more adept at phenology. And you can go to kaxe.org nature and register for either one of those meetings. And perhaps we will see you this weekend. It would be just great. Right now, we're going to hear from Hadley, Annika, and Lucy from Deanne Trottier's class at Eagle View Elementary School in Pequot Lakes. We have more new snow at Eagle View Elementary but it is starting to melt and there's a lot of ice and puddles. The buds on our twig experiments are getting bigger. The crab apple twigs has a lot of leaves and even the start of some new blossoms. The oak twig is starting to lose a lot of the old brown leaves from last year. This week we had a red-tailed hawkland on top of our yurt during one of the first grade classes. It stayed for a few minutes before it flew away. It was huge. The hawk was probably looking for voles, rabbits, or smaller birds to eat. When we took our phenology walk, it was cold, quiet, and still outside. There weren't even birds singing. We saw some tracks in the snow, and and the tops of our circle tables looked like mushrooms. This is... Hadley, Annika, and Lucy reporting reporting from from Pequot Lakes. Keep your eyes open for spring coming. Yeah, keep your eyes open for spring coming, and it definitely is. Snow melt and ice, that's pretty ubiquitous across the area, although uh, not much melting going on right at the moment. But I'll tell you what, if you have uh, if you have some proper aspect, you're probably going to see some melting. The red-tailed hawk. That is a bird that returns typically in late March to this area, to Grand Rapids, but uh, uh, common in the Twin Cities during the, during the winter. So keep an eye out for those and let us know if you see them. Kip, Greta, Finley, and Hazel from Leona Sitchi's class at Roots and Wings Forest School in New York Mills have sent us the next report. This is Kip. 
This is Greta. This is Finley. This is Hazel, reporting from Roots and Wings Forest School in New York Mills for February 26th through March 5th. Jupiter and Venus were in the night sky. They were crossing. We have a bird feeder outside our classroom. We have seen lots of chickadees. We also saw a colorful finch, either a purple finch or a house finch. In the woods, we took down a dead tree for for our fort. Inside, we found a white line. After research, we think it is from the larva of a pine sore beetle. We had a lot of doubt <laughs> in our classroom last summer. We also saw some tracks. Deer, grouse, and mouse. We've been watching the DNR Eagle Cam. Fortunately, one egg broke. There's one egg left. It might hatch on March 22nd or soon after. Thanks for listening. Stay wild, indeed. These are really little kids, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're young. Yeah, Jupiter and Venus, another mention of those two in the sky off in the west. If you're looking just after sunset, they are bright as can be. And tonight, the moon is going to be rising about time the sun sets, and it'll be a spectacular evening. So uh, hopefully the clouds will hold off and you'll be able to see that. A purple finch or a, or a house finch, you know, there there is a subtle difference between the two. The purple finch is much much more red than the than the house finch and uh and so a good opportunity to see those and uh, this is the time of year when they begin to show up at feeders again and looking at the larvae of the pine beetles in under the bark of a dead tree that is way cool and of course anytime you get a chance to look at the eagle cam it's uh, time well spent i figure our next report comes from aspen and betty who are students at Michelle Martin's class at Prairie Creek Community School in Northfield. Hi, this is Aspen. And this is Betty. From Prairie Creek Community School way down south in Northfield, Minnesota. There's still snow on the ground, but spring is in the air. The snow is super packable. And last week, the student council made Kool-Aid snow cones for everyone at the school. We've seen lots of rabbits. Don't worry, it wasn't where we were making snow cones. A fox was seen. And Michelle's dog found a mud puddle to lie in. How fun. The first kestrel of spring was seen on March 2nd. The birds have been so loud this morning, lots of us have been hearing them from our closed windows. We've seen turkeys and pheasants. We've heard cardinals, nuthatches, and a blue jay. Kaya saw crows mobbing a bald eagle. And Eric saw a pair of eagles. We've been seeing a lot of flocks of birds, including geese and ducks. One of the groups of geese was heading south. That's the wrong way. This has been Prairie Creek Community School. One more step along the phonology journey. Hey, great report from you guys. As always, Aspen, Betty, well done. 
Snow melting, but still snow. Mud puddles for a dog to lay in. What could be better? Rabbits and fox tracks. Kestrels, the American kestrel. And that bird will be back uh, in the North Country kind of about the same time as the robins, so the end of the month of March up here. But it's nice to know that it has made southern Minnesota and is working its way north. Cardinals singing, nuthatches singing, uh, it's, oh, it's so, my children live in the cities, and when I go down there and I hear the cardinals singing, it always catches my ears. Lots of eagles and some geese flying around in the area, flocks of geese, and that will be about the end of the third week of March up here. So stay tuned for that. And uh, finally this morning, we, we got a nice uh, a nice note from... Uh, a good friend and uh, and avid birder, Judd Brink, and Judd is a, a guide and a naturalist uh, from the backyard birds of Brainerd, and uh, he sends along every month. Uh, well, uh, he sent along a report of birds from the Sac Zim Bog uh, for the month of January, and uh, and we were a little remiss in getting to it, but. Uh, Judd is available. You can talk to him. We're going to try and get him on the air with us in a little while, uh, next week or two. But here are some of the birds and mammals from uh, past week's tours in the Sac Zimbog, the great gray owl, northern hawk owl, pine and evening grosbeaks, ruffed grouse, northern shrike, trumpeter swan, red pole, pine siskins, goldfinches, snow buntings, black-billed magpies, black-capped and boreal chickadees, blue jays, Canada jays, red-breasted and white-breasted nuthatches, bald eagles, common ravens, American crows, wild turkeys, barred owls, downy woodpeckers, hairy woodpeckers, pileated woodpeckers, bohemian waxwings. <coughs> Those are among the birds. And in the, in the mammal category, coyotes, snowshoe hares, porcupines, red squirrels, and others have reported at, in the same Sac Zim bog area, others have reported seeing pine martens, bobcats, timber wolves, ermine, and mink. And uh, so uh, check out Judd, check, uh, check out uh, the Sac Zim bog if you live in that area or if you're just looking for a place to go over the weekend. Oh, I, uh, uh, you can't do better than the Sac Zim bog. It is an amazing a resource in this area, and many, many, many people visit it, but most of us don't bother because we're too busy doing something else. I've got to tell you that just going up to the Sac Zimbog and uh, driving up to the visitor center, checking in there, finding out where the owls and and the gross beaks are hanging out, uh, it's uh, it's well worth it, and and if you're an experienced birder, you don't need to be told about this place. But if you are, if you're new to birding but are getting excited about birds, get in touch with Judd down in Brainerd at Backyard Birds, and uh, and see if uh, you can arrange to have a guided tour of the area. Judd does a great job, and those birds are are there for everybody to see. But sometimes an extra pair of eyes and somebody who who kind of knows the habitat. Like, oh, here's a likely spot to find this bird. Uh, That's Judd. So get in touch with him and get outside.
be wild, as they say. <laughs> yeah, listen to these students. You can catch the student phonology, maybe pass it on to someone else. Maybe someone needs a little brightening in their day. It provides not only information, but hearing the sounds of kids' voices in a in the midst of a busy morning or you're yeah. driving to work. Yeah. It just, you can't, you can't beat it. And you hear it here on KAXE.